Greetings and welcome back to episode number 72 of the Kiss My Aesthetic podcast. Today I'm chatting with the duo. I think the first time we've had a duo on the pod, Amanda and Cassidy of Foxtrot Branding. I first came across their work on TikTok and I think these girls crush it when it comes to creating brand identity, design, and websites that then complement the branding. It was so nice to chat with them both. And they also have a really special offer for you. So you want to stick on and hear about their pro design process. I think it'll really blow your mind. Enjoy the episode. Kiss my aesthetic, branding, marketing, entrepreneurship. You're listening to the Kiss My Aesthetic podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Winterstein of MKW Creative Co., where we build brag-worthy brands through visual identity design and social media. You're in the right spot for branding, marketing, and entrepreneurship advice, so enjoy the episode. Greetings and welcome back to the Kiss My Aesthetic podcast. I have two very special guests today. I've got Amanda and Cassie of Foxtrot Branding and Web Design. Welcome, guys. Hey, Hey. thanks for having us. us. (laughs) We said the same thing. We do this all the time (laughs) where we're like twins, you know, same outfit, say the same thing. (laughs) Totally. I'm honestly not surprised by that at all. It seems like you guys are always on the same wavelength. Um, But for anyone who doesn't know you or hasn't connected with you online yet, can you tell us who you are, what you do, and who you help? Yeah, so we are Foxtrot Branding. We offer design and education. That's our little tagline under our logo. So we offer branding and web design services to small creative businesses. And then we also offer education to other designers um, who are just starting out and looking for some resources and help getting their business started and streamlined as well. We originally connected through TikTok, right? Go ahead, Amanda. Oh, I was just going to introduce myself too. So, because Cassidy and I are interesting teammates. So, I'm Amanda. I do the brand design side of things, and Cassidy does the web design side of things. So, I love that dynamic that we can work together on things like that. Yeah, I think I was really drawn to that actually. Which, what I was going to say is with your TikTok, I think was the first time I came across you guys. I was like, wow, I love that they're like a duo. This is, that's so, it's so fun. So, take us back to the beginning. How did you guys kick off kind of starting a business together? Yeah, so we started back when I was in my senior year of college and Cassidy had already graduated the previous summer. Um, so she was a fresh graduate. She was freelancing, doing like web design and photography too at the time and just kind of doing things on her own. And I was doing freelancing um, along with my schoolwork. And I really wanted to start Foxtrot. I started it, but I didn't really start it officially or legally because I did not know how to actually start a business. And I ended up hiring Cassidy to do a small photo shoot for me for Foxtrot. And she was just like asking so many great questions. She seemed really knowledgeable and like just so smart. And we had very similar interests in like where we wanted to take our businesses. And so I kind of just pitched, I think I DM'd her on Instagram after. And I was like, what do you think about starting this business together? Because I feel like with web design, branding and photography, we could really serve our clients really well. So we started our business a week after we met. Um, which sounds like a crazy dating horror story or something of like, you know, people are like, I got married after meeting this person for one week. And but it actually worked out really great for us. So yeah, we're pretty lucky. What year was that then? Was that 2018, Cassidy? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Okay, yeah. nice, nice. All right. So you guys are a few years. I, I started my business in college also. So mm-hmm. um, we have that in common. But yeah, it was 2014-ish. So right around there. And you guys have those two complementary sides to the business, which I love. That's kind of all under one roof. Um, walk us through all of your current services all the way up the ladder. So from free to bite-sized, bread and butter to VIP. 
So with our design clients, we offer two main services. So we offer VIP design days, which we've shifted to offering those this year in 2022. And those have been wonderful. That is a one-day design service where we design um, a brand and a website or, or just a brand or just a website, kind of depending on what our clients need. But those are so fun. And then we also offer full service design. So those tend to be more like the eight to 10 week timeline. A lot of times those are going to be big e-commerce brands that we love working with on Shopify. So those are the the main design services we offer. Love that. You also have so much free education and designer education paid as well on your site, through your brand, through your socials. Talk us through some of those. Yeah. So we've got a lot of things in a lot of places. So you mentioned TikTok. We each have a TikTok account. Um, maybe at the end we can mention what those handles are. Totally. Um, we, so we share all kinds of tips and advice for web designers and brand designers and even clients as well about like what is it even like to work with a designer. And then specifically just education for designers. We have tons of blog posts about all the kind of ins and outs of our business. Um, we share a monthly newsletter to our audience. That's a spill the tea email. And so we spill the tea on a big like designer thing or something that we've done in our business and learned about the trial and error. And then we have lots of free templates that you can download. We have brand presentation templates you can purchase. We've got spreadsheets all about how to manage your finances. And then we, of course, have our big course pro design process, which is like our signature thing. It's a uh, four week like online group coaching program. We guide them through like the entire process from start to finish of like onboarding clients all the way through offboarding. And everything in between. So that's our favorite thing. And we always enjoy getting to know like all of our students. Yeah, it's so interesting how parallel our businesses are because mine's similar, but totally different. Also with the Kiss My Portfolio Challenge, I've had you guys as judges before. It's been so fun. Um, but yeah, the education component is both super exciting, but it can also be kind of intimidating, right? Because I mean, we're almost all the same age and it's weird mm-hmm. to be educating people. Did you guys have those kind of yeah. limiting beliefs when you started? I think for sure. And I feel like we started really young. And looking back, I think we were definitely a little naive. And maybe we probably should have waited later, you know, just like in self reflection, but we offered things that we did really well to help people who were younger than us or both like before where we were at. So mm-hmm. I think that we were still offering great advice. But now that we are a couple years in, we're able to, you know, offer education at an even better level. And so we've kind of grown with it. Yeah, that's right. something I've tried to be self-aware about for sure, because especially I'm honestly glad to be an educator now in 2022 rather than a little bit earlier, because you've seen some big people kind of fall from grace and kind of seen behind the scenes, you know, I guess of maybe some people who made the mistakes for me so I could kind of uh-huh. see like what not to do. And I am really grateful for that. And it it is a balancing act to try to educate people, but also um, not step out of your territory and educate on things that you don't know how to do. And me and Amanda definitely try to stay very authentic and genuine and down to earth. (laughs) Those are some of our core values for sure. So it's a balancing act, I think. Yeah. Those are great lessons for anyone to learn as they're kind of embarking on that digital product space, because it is kind of wild, wild west vibes, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I actually saw somebody else. It was Alex from Routine Creatives who's talking on his stories today just about it is he literally is talking about how it's the Wild West out there, you know, like, you know, it's there's no regulations on anything. So anyone can do whatever they want in this space, which is amazing in some ways, but Mm -hmm. also could be bad in other ways because there are some people who may take advantage um, or they may even not realize that they're not putting out a good product or good education. Um, But I think where we 
are like different is we actually both have education and like degrees. Well, Cassidy has a degree in English, but she applies that to a lot of the copywriting and stuff that she does. And then I have a degree in uh, graphic design. So I've got a lot of that background behind me. So I feel like we, yeah, we offer, we do good education. Oh yeah. You guys are on way better, way better ground to stand on. I was a fine arts (laughs) and art history major. Like everything I learned about branding was totally self-taught. All the Adobe programs, totally self-taught. But like you said, with there being limited regulation on an online education space, it's both kind of scary, but also so liberating that there's so many opportunities to learn like Facebook groups. I die hard for Facebook groups, especially in those early years of my business. Where else did you seek out being educated on some of the stuff before you started to like really get your process down? We were talking earlier about like uh, Jenna Kutcher before the uh, (laughs) Jenna Kutcher was definitely a big go-to for a lot of us because she just had so many awesome free resources. But then, you know, from there, I, especially being a Squarespace designer, something I really love about Squarespace is the education community online. There are so many amazing educators out there who will walk you through all the things you need to know about learning CSS with Squarespace um, or just anything you really want to know. You can Google it and you can find it. So for web design, that was kind of such a gold mine finding the Squarespace education space. What about you, Amanda? Yeah, I think I just really dove hard into like podcasts, books, uh, like lots of audiobooks for sure. Cause I love just listening while I work. Um, yeah, I think I just kind of obsessed over things, honestly. Like I was just like, I really want this and I really want to know how to do it. So I'd taken any like free YouTube content and of course the Facebook groups. And eventually we did join some courses to learn how to do different things. And yeah, just, we just dove really hard into everything. It's so crazy. Yeah. It's so crazy to even think about how different that was from when we started, like how many more there are now also, but I have a question for you guys about your branding because you are two people together and you also have a team. You have some contractors that work with you as well, correct? Mm -hmm. So how do you brand yourself in a way that lets the client know that it's like kind of that team effort or does everyone know that Foxtrot means two people? Do you think? I think that most people know from our Instagram that we are two people. They don't necessarily know like who does what exactly until maybe we get on an intro call, but most people will, when they inquire, they say, hey, I've followed you on Instagram for a while or I've seen you on TikTok. And then when you get on our website, it's pretty clear that we're a partnership because all the photos are the two of us. So you can kind of see that makes up the studio. And then as far as like contractors go, we honestly um, use a very small team of contractors. And when we do work with a contractor, sometimes they will be in the client workspace and sometimes they won't. Uh, just depends on the project and if the client needs to interact with the contractor or not. We kind of go project to project. It just depends on yeah. if we need to introduce them or not. I think it also kind of depends too on how long we've been working with the contractor and if they're ready to communicate with the clients. So sometimes we we kind of manage all the communication, just have them do the work on the back end. But then other times we let them take more of a bigger role and they can actually like brainstorm with the client and stuff. So kind of depends. Okay. I like that. How would you define your niche? Do you feel like you have one or do you have a niche style? Because I have a really hard time defining my own niche as a designer. I feel like our design style and our niche is very, yeah, I feel like we niche by style. So I'm trying to say, and I feel like we have a very like colorful and quirky style. And then we can tend to do very, you know, like uh, monochromatic or like even like neutrals and stuff. We can make it very toned down or very elevated or whatever. We can adapt our style. But I think truly like I love working with color. I love doing like fun things with typography. So I feel like people come to us because of our style often. 
because we don't niche by a specific industry of clients. We kind of say we work with e-commerce or service-based brands. We tend to say they're like visionary brands. They're really like Mm -hmm. forward thinking. Um, But that's about as far as we niche in, in that area. And from the website side, are you specifying on one platform now? I know you said Shopify, you said Squarespace. What's the niche within the web spot? We still do both of those. And if they're service-based, I'll put them on Squarespace. If they're e-commerce, we'll be on Shopify. And that was something that was honestly really scary for me when I first started learning Shopify because I'd grown really comfortable with Squarespace. I felt really good about it. I felt like I can you know, provide what I promised to my clients because I know that platform so well. But Amanda was like, hey e-commerce clients would be awesome. Like, look at this opportunity we have to work with so many more cool clients. And it's like, okay, I'll try and learn Shopify. <laughs> I bought a course on it and dove in. And I've, um, I'm a couple of years now into using it and I feel a lot more comfortable. And I love Shopify for e-commerce because in my opinion, Squarespace just, it just doesn't do it for e-commerce people. We, they really need a platform that's built for it. Right. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Within your partnership of both of you guys working together, is there a good cop, bad cop? Or who's the yin to the other person's yang? Like, Because it's oh, funny, I work with Georgia K a lot. I give her all my website referrals because don't, we don't offer websites on my team. Um, I used to. I used to do Squarespace stuff and it was, man, that's a lot of work. That is a big undertaking. So like, kudos to you for doing it because I was like, <laughs> toast. So I, I pass my referrals off to Georgia and we kind of, you know, share clients together. Um, and, you know, she gets to take all the branding. I'm sure like Amanda passes off to you. But we are totally opposites. Like she is I'm way extroverted and like all over social. She's more introverted, not as much on social. I love bright colors. She's dark. Like everything (laughs) is dark. So it's a really great yin yang moment. And I think that almost works to our advantage. So I'm curious what you guys think. What's the other person's strengths or weaknesses and how do you compensate on the other side? Yeah. So I guess as far as like good cop, bad cop, I feel like I tend to get a little bit more like emotional about things maybe and Cassie kind of helps reel me in of like how we should react or word things but we both kind of help you know if we're both getting upset about something or whatever we can kind of reel each other back in and like show different perspectives that's always helpful um Cassidy's a lot better about showing up online because I don't like to get dressed every day and like show (laughs) up on stories but Cassidy does so she shows up on Instagram a lot more yes Cassidy do you want to talk about our other strengths and weaknesses and stuff I think maybe more than like good cop, bad cop, it's just different perspectives we can bring to a situation, which is an incredible thing to have because you want somebody there to check your work and to give you a heads up that like, hey, that might not come across the way you think it's coming across. And it takes a very special kind of relationship to be able to critique each other like that. And it takes a lot of work to maintain a relationship like that. You have to be like very communicative and very... um you have to create a very safe space. Like I'm married and it is very much like a marriage. It takes the same amount of like work and effort to have that kind of relationship. And you have to be, it's more work than just doing it by yourself because you have to like over communicate about things and you have to really like constantly be talking about how you feel. And it's, it's worth it a hundred percent to me because ultimately it's what has helped us grow our business so quickly and be so successful and have such a like a high standard of excellence, but it's just a whole different thing than you being solo, you know, in your business. Yeah. I feel really lucky to be a partnership too, because I feel like I look around and there's not actually that many other partnerships and I feel like it kind of helps keep you accountable. Um, It's yeah, it's just, it's really motivating. I feel like to have a partner that you're accomplishing things with. 
I have an unofficial like business partnership with my sister and unofficial in that we talk to each other every single morning on the phone. Mm-hmm. Like I've got to imagine you guys are checking in with each other constantly, but we're yeah. always like throwing ideas at each other and like cross checking things. And I've got this client and I need to send this proposal today. And what are you going to do? And I'm doing this. And that kind of accountability, like you're talking about is so helpful. And I think of the time, like when my sister didn't own her own business, she's a wedding planner. And It just was, it was totally different to not have someone that you could just bend their ear about work. I've got to imagine for you guys, it also helps that you each have your own lanes as far as what your responsibility is with the client. Did that always happen that way that you were separate? It sounds like it kind of was, huh? With the website versus branding. Yeah, I think it was. I think when we first started, we were definitely a little more insecure about just like managing projects. So we tended to like write all of our emails like together. We'd sit there in our office because <laughs> yeah. we had a we had a joined office in our local community center for a while. So we could like start the business together and really be able to talk all the time. Um, but we were like, okay, how do we word this email? How do we send this thing? So it was very like almost like codependent in a way because we just like weren't sure how to do things. So we did them all together. But now we've really split into like our, you know, our lanes of excellence. Like Cassie's really good at this. I'm really good at that. We're going to manage this and that. So we've got like things delegated better now. Nice. And I think it's very like intuitive now. And it's not necessarily even we have the super defined roles. But if there's something that's not like it's super clear who should do it, we just communicate it about it and make it happen. And then in projects, we are pretty defined there. I guess on the back end, sometimes we'll split responsibilities, but on projects, I'm always doing all the website stuff. Amanda's always doing the graphic design stuff because those are our specialties. Like I'm not a logo designer. I would never dream of designing a logo for somebody. (laughs) That's not my thing. That's so funny. That's Georgia too. I can't do anything on websites either. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm the same. Like I can have the vision for the website and sometimes I'll like make a sketch of a wireframe. I was like, in a perfect world, it would look like this. And I'll send it to Mm -hmm. Georgia. I was like, either you're going to love me or you're going to hate me. (laughs) I I do not know how any of this is going to come together, Um, which is good. It's good to have those referral partners at network. Who else would you consider as part of your referral network of people that you like to pass business to or get business from on a regular basis? We have a pretty small referral network. We have um, a few people that we will refer out to and a few people that will refer to us, but we mainly keep a very strong clientele just from Instagram connections and past client referrals. That's really our, our strongest network of connections. You said Instagram. Let's talk about how much Instagram has changed since you guys started. Oh my gosh, and- yeah all the other platforms you're on. Cause you guys also crush on Pinterest, crushing it on TikTok. <laughs> you're in the Facebook groups. And I see you guys comment on stuff in other, other groups. So how do you balance all of that effort? Because I think a lot of new designers go all in on one platform. And then when something changes about that, they're kind of like left, they put all their eggs in one basket. So when did you yeah. kind of approach the multi-platform marketing effort? Well, I think we started with just Instagram and we made like a Facebook page just to have the page out there and like have people be able to leave reviews if they want. Um, but we didn't venture into some of these other big things until a little bit later, like Pinterest. I don't even remember when we started doing Pinterest, but we kind of just used it on my personal account and we changed my personal to the business. So I already had some followers that so actually kind of helped us get some like views. But then uh, Cassie has been really good about keeping like consistent posting on there. Um, And then, of course, TikTok came out at the start of the pandemic. And I was like, this looks really fun. Like, I'm going to try this. And then one of my videos blew up to like 10,000 views. And I was like, Cassidy, you need to get on here. Like, this is crazy. (laughs) I've never seen anything like this. So now we've both gotten like over 30,000 followers each on there. That has really helped grow like our um, student audience. And that's been great. 
If you were going to start a brand today, what would you recommend that they do for their marketing? Let's say they've worked with you for branding and for websites, or maybe they're one of your design students. Where do you really think that people can get the most visibility for their new brand? Yeah, I think if they're trying to get clients, it kind of depends on who their client is because we've gotten a lot of inquiries from TikTok, but not a lot of them have been the right quality of clients that we need for the level of projects that we're booking right now. Um, They tend to be great for our new VIP day service now that we've created that service for those people. But before when we're just pitching our biggest projects, there weren't a lot of great people on there for that. So we find most of our clients through Instagram, they tend to be more loyal. I don't know, they just seem to be more interested in actually committing and booking Um, So I feel like I would recommend to other people to figure out who your audience is and where are they really hanging out? Because some of them actually may be the right clientele hanging out on TikTok. And maybe that's Mm -hmm. where you want to go because you can grow faster there. But I think you have to think about where they're at. Totally. Totally. What do you think, Cassidy? Um, I think Instagram is, if you're a service-based business, Instagram is definitely going to be the way to go. And, And no matter what kind of business you are, Instagram really needs to be your priority for posting. And Instagram really rewards consistency. I mean, me and Amanda have been posting three to five times a week for almost four years now. And that has really paid off. Obviously, Instagram is changing a lot and all platforms really favor video content. So I think if you are really wanting to grow your business organically, you're going to have to create some video content, whether that's Mm -hmm. you, you know, paying for it to be created or you creating it yourself. Like, you're going to have to hop on the bandwagon. Um, and yeah, it was crazy how TikTok just all of a sudden took off. And I was like, Amanda, I'm not getting on TikTok. I'm not dancing. I'm not doing <laughs> yeah. that. Like, She's I'm like, no, dancing. you have to. Um, and TikTok was a huge propellant in like growing our numbers on Instagram and just growing our email list. And, you know, we find clients and designers there. So it kind of goes both ways, which is great. And I also will say with with social media and trying to be on all the platforms, there's two of us with me and Amanda, and that makes a huge difference. So we can delegate content creation responsibilities and we can sit down and have a content planning meeting every month and kind of brainstorm what our content is going to be on Instagram and what's going to be on TikTok. And that makes a difference. Yeah, that's going to be helpful because I kind of fall into that trap as well, where it's me. I have a team, but it's me that's pulling in the business, right? Like it's, it's very much my personality, my aesthetic, everything like that. I love that you guys took the approach of each having your own TikTok accounts. Mm-hmm. Was there more of a method behind that? Because you have one Instagram, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just one Instagram. individual. What mm-hmm. was that conversation? Where did that come from? Do you think wanting to have two? Instead I don't of one? know. Did we just think it was not intentional? Yeah, okay. I think we just thought it would be good to do that, like yeah, to have our own things. We did claim the Foxtrot handle, but we've never used it before just because it, it wasn't intentional, but I think it did work out for us each to, to kind of just have a, a personality-based profile and then guide people to Foxtrot from there. And I just think that probably connects with people a little bit better than a business profile. Totally. I think so too. It makes it more personal. Plus then that way Cassidy can talk more about website stuff on her account. And I tend to talk more about branding. Like I rarely talk about websites. Right, we so we, we can attract different people who are both the right audience for us. So totally. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Okay. It's so interesting to see, like hear everyone's different approach to the platforms because I've been able to interview people on the podcast now that almost everyone this year, I think that in season two is someone that I've met through TikTok. Mm. <laughs> or or through a <laughs> referral um, because I freaking love 
TikTok as a platform. I it's my too. absolute favorite. Yeah. <laughs> same, same, same. Um, but besides the social media platforms, you said at the beginning that you have lots of resources for designers, including how to help them with their budgets. And I know you guys are big HoneyBook users, right? HoneyBook mm-hmm. or Dubsado? Which team? Your ho- team HoneyBook. Or HoneyBook. <laughs> okay. What are some of the bigger tools or the bigger expenses in your lean team that you could not operate your business without? Definitely HoneyBook. And that's one of the bigger expenses. That was probably our first like big investment that we had. Yeah. But it was it's wonderful because it keeps your invoicing, your contracts, and your leads all in one place. Keeps things very organized. Um, we just, we really couldn't run our business without it. Um, and I'm not anti Dubsado. I, I know a lot of people love Dubsado, so I'm pro whatever works for you, but we just happened to use HoneyBook first and we really like it. <laughs> yeah. We never really tried anything else. I, well, I think we had looked into Asana for other things and we were just like, right. I don't like that either, which I guess that's more of a project management system. Right. Um, but I would say we can't also live without our project system that is Basecamp. And that's what we really love. Now, it can be more pricey too. I don't know if that would be the best thing for someone just starting out, but it's worked great for us because we can have different project boards for each of our clients. We can have a business headquarters where like all of our contractors can like chat in there and like ask us questions, whatever. So it's been super helpful to get things out of email and into an organized space because that's Mm -hmm. what we were doing before. It would just be chains and chains full of emails to clients. And that was such a mess. I use Basecamp too. I've been using Basecamp since year one. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I see. I don't I, see a lot of people using it. So I don't either. Um, but my mom runs, my parents run an interior design and remodel firm and they run everything through Basecamp. Wow. So same thing. Like we'll sit down like every few months or so, my mom and I will sit down next to each other and be like, well, how are you using it this way? And are you color coding your to-do list? And are you doing it like this? And do you ever use the hill chart? And I'm like, no. She's like, oh, we always use the hill chart. And I'm like, really? Like, What's it's so funny. <laughs> oh my gosh, the hill chart, the progress chart. If Okay, so if you're running Basecamp with a schedule, you can put the schedule details onto a calendar and then it will populate the whole project as like, onboarding i'm drawing a hill it's a podcast but it's all the way to like this is the heavy the work phase this is we're coming down from the work phase and then this is finishing out and offboarding so it gives them more of a like almost like a data visualization of when things are happening and which things happen in which close time range according to the other things on the calendar we've got to try that out yeah that sounds awesome it's interesting (laughs) it's interesting um but i it's like any other software right as soon as they make a a total ui ux update you're like ah where is everything but for teams i think it makes so much sense i agree and i i think it's very like simple you know for our clients to use our um our business coach was the one who introduced it us to it and she still uses an old version of it which i guess she's kind of still able to be on but that's even more simplistic Mm -hmm. but she's just a very um, she has a, the philosophy of like, let's make things as simple as possible for our clients. Let's yes. not overcomplicate things. And that is what I like about it. In my personal experience, I've used other uh, management softwares like Asana and I just, it felt overwhelming to me and Basecamp feels a little less overwhelming, I think. Yeah. And the image size always displays so large in Basecamp. Like I hated that about Asana that you had to like open, 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 open to see this very small attachment. Oh, like, no, sure. I need the images to be big. <laughs> it's like, I tell my clients, like, it's like an old fashioned message board. You know, it's really as simple yes. as it can get. You just have like a message and then we'll just comment back and forth on it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very easy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So with your pro design process course, are you helping them kind of tease out which tools they should use? 
Yeah, so we share a lot about our entire process. And so that means showing all of our Google Docs that we use, all of the platforms and tools and subscriptions that we pay for. And we show how we use those things. And so if they would like to do that, they can, you know, copy how we use HoneyBook or they can just take some of those lessons and apply that to whatever other tool they want. So we try to always teach like you don't have to do it the exact way we do. You can take parts of it and leave the rest. And especially a lot of things may have to be adapted, whether you're a one person team, two person team, or you have more people like more contractors. So we try to keep it pretty like adaptable for them. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. What are some of the other um, reactions from your students or testimonials from your students for the pro design process? I think the main thing our students talk about is feeling just much more confident about themselves and about their offerings because a lot of our students that join have recently decided they want to start their design business or have started it in the past year. That's the majority of our students. And they just don't feel quite confident enough to go all out marketing themselves or to really, some some of our students want to transition to doing their business full time, um, but they they just don't feel like they have that confidence yet. And having the course, I think, gives them that confidence to go ahead and do it because they know they have a roadmap to follow. They know they have a community of people who are going to help them if questions come up. And, you know, that was my personal experience with taking courses too. That's why I buy courses. I want that security and like that community of people who are going to be there to support me in the process. So I know I kind of have that, like, just that underlying safety that makes me feel like I, I can go ahead and put myself out there. Yeah. And I think even in addition to the the safety and the confidence, they actually get every single template we've ever used. We've got like hundreds of dollars worth of templates all for free in there. And our, our mini courses are thrown in there for bonuses. So they can actually learn how to do the basics of Squarespace if they decide, hey, I might just want to test out if Squarespace might be something I might want to work with and like offer web design services. So we give them all the tools where they can really explore a lot within their own business um, and really just know exactly how to, you know, how to run a whole project. Yeah, no, super helpful. And also in hindsight, like I, I could have seen myself being a student of that, right? Because it is kind of that whole the whole thing, the whole recipe spilled out, right? So mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, you could take the recipe and you could add in whatever ingredients you want and and it'll probably turn out pretty well, but you're not having to learn the whole thing from from the ground up, which is super nice. I love that analogy. <laughs> yeah, we want people to to skip the trial and error, you know, like don't don't waste the time on things that don't work. We're just going to show you what we did and where we went wrong so that you don't have to waste that time and money like we did. Right, right. No, it makes so much sense. So much sense. Hey designers, you probably heard me say something a little bit ago called the Kiss My Portfolio Challenge. If you're unfamiliar, I created a 10 day 10 prompt challenge to help designers design better through a hypothetical business idea. You can actually purchase these challenges exactly on my website, and this will walk you through a whole project that you can then use on your website, on your social, and pretty much anywhere else to show off your mad design skills. The link is in today's show notes for the episode, but you can also go directly to my website, mkwcreative.co and search Kiss My Portfolio to check them out. Good luck. If you could describe what makes your brand particularly brag worthy, how would you describe that to someone? You want to take it, Amanda? Do you want me yeah, to? You can go. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, we are brag worthy because we really focus on our process and our experience for our clients. Our clients always really talk about just how smooth and organized and streamlined the entire process was when we work with them. We really take great efforts to make sure our clients feel 
heard and our communication is really great. And we really provide them with something that they absolutely love that we feel is going to represent them super well. And I think that applies to our students as well and our education audience of designers. I think they really appreciate like just the high standards that we have for all of our resources and all of our, our products. We just always want to be very like authentic and, and genuinely put out the best products and services we possibly can. Me and Amanda, I think are both very type A people and we want to just, we always want to, you know, give people the best we possibly can. Totally. What do you think, Amanda? Same? Yeah, I ditto? think so. And yeah, <laughs> ditto. I think we're just, we try to be really, like Cassie said earlier in the interview, is just we try to be really open and honest about like our experiences with our own students to like really share our mistakes and so they can learn from them. And yeah, we just try to be the most like open, honest as we can with everybody that we work with. Yeah, nice. I asked this question on the, the last podcast episode and now it's my fun favorite question to ask ask people, which is, if the internet as we know it were to absolutely disappear tomorrow and everyone had complete amnesia that we could do <laughs> this, like Zoom call each other or go on TikTok or make brands or e-commerce websites, what do you think you would be doing as a profession? That's a great question. Isn't that fun? <laughs> I would, yeah. I would still be doing something creative because I think before I ever knew I wanted to be a brand designer, I, as a kid, I used to dream of being like an artist and a teacher, which I think is fun that I actually get to do both now in a different way. So I think I would still find some method of that. Like I could totally see myself being like a high school art teacher or something. Mm-hmm. I think it would be fun if, if I needed just like go towards a totally other career path. Internet didn't exist. Maybe I would go towards something like that or just creating something else and selling it, like selling, I don't know. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> I like that. What about Cassidy? Um, I think I, I might be some kind of business consultant, I guess. Keep okay. if, I had, if I had the experience, if I were able to keep my experience from my online business in this uh-huh. scenario. <laughs> sure, <laughs> I sure. I really do. Um, even before I worked, we started Foxtrot, I worked with a lot of nonprofits and did social yeah. media management for businesses. I really love helping businesses clearly communicate their message to their audience. And I love getting to be an outside perspective and and help people communicate how amazing they are. Because sometimes businesses are amazing, but they don't know how to tell people that they're amazing. So I I think maybe I'd be some kind of consultant. Ooh, I like that. What's your favorite thing to do that you don't get paid for? That's a a really hard one because it's like we only get paid for client work. Well, and courses too, but it's like that funds everything else we do in our business. Literally, literally, literally it's hard. Else. And I think yeah. you guys remind me a lot of myself too, in that like, I have so much fun in business. Like the mm-hmm. game of business is so fun to me. So even if I'm like out to dinner with my friends and somebody has an idea, I go like full shark tank mode. Sure, and I'm like, yeah. well, you could do this and then you could do this. And then like, that is like a game. That's my sports. Like I'm not a sports right. fan, but that's like sports to me. You know? Yeah. I guess I really enjoy, and this is something I guess I end up getting paid for later, but I enjoy creating, like creating mm-hmm. courses, especially like we are currently working on some other course ideas, some smaller ones, smaller than PDP. But I just love like creating that edu- educational content and like writing things out and getting in my zone. So I think it's really, okay. I just love getting in my zone when making anything. But especially okay. right now, I'm excited about creating more educational content. Nice. Yeah. I mine that I thought of is I did uh, a couple months ago make a thrift talk account because I Ooh, really yeah. enjoy oh, yeah. um, thrifting and I would like to get more into fashion. Uh, but of course, with social media, and I'm just because I'm always you know 
strategizing social media, I get into the numbers too much and I just forget to have a good time and just enjoy it. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I will say that's the downfall of me and Cassidy maybe is like everything we do, we want to make it into like a business or something. And even as a kid, I remember like I started making jewelry and selling it as a kid. I was like, everything I do, I'm like, I'm going to monetize that. And it makes it hard to enjoy things sometimes, but Totally. Yeah. I was the kid with the bead set from Costco, the three yeah. <laughs> that like spun around and I oh, was yeah. making, I remember I made my mom and her friends like a bunch of like beaded napkin rings for a oh, long wow. time. Like I was in it and like mm-hmm. making stuff just so I could sell it. I also came from a huge family and I have four sisters. And so we used to do like plays and I would write all the plays and direct the plays and <laughs> tell like, them how to act. From little women. Mm-hmm. Wow. I have um, three sisters and oh, it sounds do? like you have an entrepreneurial family. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do as well? Um, my dad has a restaurant, so okay, I nice. grew up working in his restaurant and we also did plays and musicals. That's so funny. Yeah. It's so funny to think of it, like how that materializes now, because my parents have their own business and then my sister is a wedding planner. So she has her own business, but then the younger three, we're just like trying to see what they're going to do. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. what, what are you going to bring to the table? <laughs> yeah. One of my sisters is, uh, she's nine and Aww. she is has such an entrepreneurial spirit. She has her own jewelry line that she was selling at my dad's restaurant. And she is very business-minded. So I'm excited Love to see that. what she does. That's so <laughs> cute. Love that at nine. That's impressive. Yeah, I, know. I know. That's super cool. Very cool. Um, well, where can everyone find you guys, follow you, connect with you, take your courses, take, get some of your educational content? Uh, where can they connect? So on Instagram, we are at Foxtrot Branding. On TikTok, I am Amanda.Foxtrot. Cassidy, what's your handle? I'm Cassidy L. Phillips on TikTok. Cassidy L. Phillips. Um, And then our website is foxtrotbranding.com. And if you do like slash education at the end, I think that'll take you straight to our page. So you can see all of our blog posts, freebies, um, courses, templates, everything is on that page. Any teasers you can give away on the new educational content you're working on? Yeah. Um, so I'm working on something that's going to help people who are maybe self-taught designers. They're not quite ready to launch a huge business yet. They feel like they really need the background as far as like art and design. So that's what I'm working on right now. Very and cool. I'm working on revamping my Squarespace mini course. So 2.0 is going to be really good. And then we're also planning for our next pro design process launch. You guys have been begging, begging, begging me to make a course on branding. And I'm here to tell you that I didn't make one, but Foxtrot Branding did, and they crushed it. Crushed it, crushed it, crushed it. As you hear in this episode, we talked a lot about Pro Design Process, which is their signature course for branding and web designers who are ready to grow their business and reach their fullest potential. This is so jam-packed with value, you guys. I had to email them after the episode and say, is there some kind of link that we can send people directly to check this out? Because there are over 10 pages of Google Doc templates, 20 video lessons, free access to their guides, logo presentation templates, worksheets, all kinds of valuable stuff that you can use as a designer in your business to help you get better brand design clients. We are big community over competition people over here, as you guys know. And I would much rather see you guys work with people that I trust take their course, learn better, and support them in the process. So if you want to take advantage of the pro design process, you're a designer, maybe you've taken a few Kiss My Portfolio challenges, and you're really looking for just that extra level of professionalism and support in creating this process that people won't stop bragging about, definitely fully endorse pro design process. 
The link for the Kiss My Aesthetic audience is going to be bit.ly slash KMA dash PDP. So that's B-I-T dot L-Y slash KMA dash PDP. So Kiss My Aesthetic Pro Design Process. B-I-T dot L-Y slash K-M-A dash P-D-P. We're also going to link it in the show notes. So check that out. And this is really going to be your one-stop shop for taking your brand design process to the next level. Fully recommend. These girls crushed it. I've seen them behind the scenes working on it. It is so full of value and I know you guys are going to love it. So check out the pro design process. I would definitely do it myself if I did not already have my own design process. So new designers have at it. Thank you both for your time. This was lovely to chat finally face to face. Yeah. And otherwise I'll see you guys on TikTok and Instagram per usual, right? Yeah. Thanks for having us. And they're they're in the Facebook group guys. So connect with both um, Cassie and Amanda in the Kiss My Aesthetic Facebook group. And yeah, say hello. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time. See ya. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks again for joining us for the Kiss My Aesthetic podcast. I'm your host, Michelle, of course, and it would mean the world to me if you would go ahead and leave us a review and follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else that you listen to podcasts, really. The Kiss My Aesthetic Facebook group is also going to be a killer resource for you to ask questions, get feedback on anything branding, marketing, or entrepreneurship related. And to catch today's show notes or anything that we talked about in this episode, make sure you go to mkwcreative.co slash kmapod. We'll catch you next time.